Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show, where leaders lead leaders. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Terry Looper. Terry founded Texon LP over 30 years ago, and I'm going to say this is one of your accomplishments, Terry. You're still married to your high school sweetheart, and you, uh, last year, published the book Sacred Pace, and I'm so grateful to have you on the show during these times. So welcome, Terry, and I'm going to turn the show over to you, and if you could let us know what are the some of the challenges you've been dealing with, maybe some of the opportunities. I mean, you're directly tied to the oil and gas industry, so you have that on top of everything else you're dealing with. Well, I've been doing various interviews around the, the book Sacred Pace, and um, a lot of people ask me what you know what's your biggest challenges in this during this pandemic, and it's a pretty easy answer for me, and the answer is me. <laughs> I'm I'm for clearly before the pandemic and during the pandemic, I am the biggest issue, uh, probably the biggest impediment about whether we're prepared prior to the pandemic and whether they're operating objectively and out of fear during this pandemic. And I'll I'll give you an example. The first two weeks of the pandemic, I was information overload. I was uh, reading everything, talking to everybody, trying to assess our downside, trying to assess the future, all kinds of things. And two weeks into it, I started getting stomach cramps. Well, I had taken a over-the-counter medicine that I wasn't supposed to, of all things. I'm not very detailed. And I called the doctor. He said, well, just quit taking it. It'd be fine. And, um, but it didn't go away for two full days. And into the night, uh, the second night, about two in the morning, I said, well, I, I'm going to get up and go see if the Lord wants to teach me something, show me something. These, these cramps may be anxiety or something. I don't know. Um, didn't think so. But I've learned that I have still have plenty of blind spots to overcome and to and to see and change. So I went into my area where I sit uh, normally in the every morning and sat with some Bible verses and sat with the Lord and dug deep of saying, if this cramps isn't from that medicine, then show me why I'm having these from an anxiety standpoint. But I was able to uncover that I did have fear and I did have pride and I was operating in a controlled, unhealthy manner. And I was worried about how the Texan would look, how it would finish my company, how I would finish well, how I would finish in my philanthropy, that I would have to cut a lot of my giving, which was an image issue for me, I had to admit, around pride. And then the control issue of Texan finishing well and, and, uh, or me finishing well with Texan and or my philanthropy. So out of that, I chose to grieve and lament pretty deeply. And the blessing of that by me just being honest with myself and dealing with my blind spot, the blessing out of that came with patience and peace. Um, and a peaceful nature starting the next day that, um, surprised me. And it's been, I've been operating that away for, well, however many weeks that's been, four, five, six weeks. And I continued to really be surprised. And it's to God be the glory that he was out of my prayer and, and my reaching out to him. that He was willing to help me see the truth and take some of my sin away enough to where I could operate pretty frequently out of patience and peacefulness. So that was my biggest takeaway in this time. Well, that's a huge confession, so to speak. And, and it, it, I had been telling the Lord, and I still continue to tell the Lord in a form of prayer to don't let me miss out on what you want to teach me during this pandemic. And he has since, I've since had four breakthroughs, counting that one I just revealed to you. 
one was blind spots. The other is just a surrendering around more pride, more fear, more awareness about some of my sin that didn't have anything to do with the pandemic. But I'm going, show me, take me. And I guess one of the things, I, a couple of things I'd like to say about around surrender and the gift of pain. If there's probably one thing I'd like to convey today is the gift of surrender, the gifts of surrendering to the Lord, not the duty, not the rules. You just get more peace, more love, joy, peace, patience, you know, the fruits of the spirit. You just get more. You know, he's given me the gift of generosity eventually in time that's allowed me to become a much better businessman because I'm not bound up around the need for money. And, and that gift of generosity has really allowed me to be a lot better businessman. And the gift of surrender has let me be a lot better businessman. Once I surrendered to the Lord at that two in the morning, I've been able to uh, let my guys take some risk that I, I never would have. I just walked down the hallway for this and talked about a deal that had had, had some risk, and it, but it was appropriate risk. And had I not given up my fear and pride to the degree I was able to, I probably wouldn't have let them operate like that. So, and also not panicking on the other side and taking undue risk. But I, I mentioned the gift of pain. I, I actually believe it's one of my greatest gifts and one of God's greatest tools is the gift of pain. To surrender more usually causes pain, usually because we're so comfortable with ourselves, we don't want to change. And so this pain that comes in our life, if we don't stuff it or avoid it or push it away, there's something there for us to grow and die to, i.e. surrender the Lord, and we will then have more love, joy, peace, patience, and on and on. So both of those, our culture, our Christian culture doesn't seem to really embrace that and understand what great gifts both surrender and pain are and have been in my life. I hear another book coming out, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been speaking more about pain lately because in Surrender, it's resonating with Christians that they really aren't getting that gift. There's plenty of scripture about the gift of pain and tribulation. Um, somehow it's not getting to people's hearts and souls. So I'm hoping this might a little bit. It's been a huge gift in my life. And I know it has been in yours too, Birgit. We've had enough discussions around this subject. Absolutely. But it's so counterintuitive that right. it really takes a willingness to go there. And so I appreciate you sharing what you've struggled with. And I think that gives people hope. And, and just the statement, the gift, right? The gift of pain, the gift of surrender. It's so counterintuitive. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say, isn't Jesus, though, about everything yes. he stands for and countercultural? So it's really no surprise when you think about the way he operates. Absolutely. And uh, right before I got on the call with you, as I was looking at Sacred Pace, the book you already wrote, I'm like, gosh, I wonder if the timing of that book was preparing us for what was to come, because I cannot tell you how often I've referred back to those four steps. And now today you're, you know, expanding on powerful right. things to do when you're in crisis. And, you know, and part of it's getting neutral, which means surrendering, dying to self. And one of the reasons we've got to work hard at getting neutral is we can't trust ourselves. My lady works for my foundation is a spiritual director, and she's absolutely convinced we can't trust ourselves, that we really have to seek others to see the truth about ourselves. 
and even seek others to, to see that our decisions we're trying to make in our business are objective and not riddled with our personal agendas that we can't even recognize. When a, someone else objectively that cares about you, loves loves you as a fellow Christian, can help you see the truth. And so I'm very diligent on that, to not make any big decisions without great input about where am I blind to this? Yes, I, I know you've done a lot of that through this crisis because I know at the beginning you were like, okay, what do we do with our company? You know, you're right. again, you're affected in so many ways through this and you kept delaying and asking people for input and. And here we are today. It's still no perfect answers, right? But if, right. if, if you had to summarize the, the one big thing for leaders to really look at in time, especially in times of crisis, what would you say? Well, you know, based on the way Jesus operates, it's probably countercultural, whatever I'm going to say. He's convicted me following that two in the morning deal to be patient on all my decisions when all the other people are saying, hurry up, rush, make decisions fast to protect your company. Well, we're darn sure trying to protect our company, but um, he's convicted me to, to be patient with my answers. And the ones I've put off that are big, we have really altered our thoughts around, it. not fundamentally changed them. But we really, really vetted them well and thinking through and, and clearly made some good thoughts. A gentleman asked me the other day, who happens to be a, a great leader. Actually, I told him he's a better leader than I am uh, on this Zoom call. And, and he says, how do I understand during the day the difference between my decisions and God's decisions? How do you discern his decisions throughout the day versus being able to get neutral on bigger decisions and surrender on bigger decisions? And I basically said, I'll answer that somewhat backwards. If you're making decisions out of emotion, it is not of God. Hmm. So if you're operating with emotions, you are just instinctively are not aligned with Jesus or the Lord. So you've got what I call it the little boy in you, little girl in you, whatever, that wants to be noticed, wants all the prideful things, greed things, anger things. You just got to figure out a way to surrender, though. You got to get figure out a way to park them when you're making key decisions. Anything I can delay to tomorrow, when I'm in an emotional state, I'll make a better decision. And that's carried me through this last 10 weeks or whatever. Well, I have to say you're one of the most inspiring leaders I know. And, you know, you've inspired me to get neutral and, and not react emotionally. And then the big one that you said, too, is is surrender and hear what the next right step should be. And that's really the motto of your company, right? Do the next right step. Yeah, right. Right. And boy, and, you've already made it through a lot doing just the next right step. Well, unfortunately, trying to operate that away, including, you know, your personal habits with the Lord. You know, they always say, if you're not taking baby steps with the Lord, you won't be able to take the big step when you have to. So we've done a lot prior to the pandemic. I mean, we were, yeah. we, we've been blessed prior to the pandemic to be able to, it appears to withstand it uh, due to some fortunate circumstances that uh, give the Lord the credit. But uh, it's also being diligent every day in the mornings with my time with the Lord, again, trying to figure out how to him, how he can uh, convince me or allow me to have pain to want to change and, and to seek his counsel and to really understand that surrender is a gift and to really understand pain is a gift and not stuff it, to learn from them and just be a lot better leader. 
Well, that's a great way to wrap up our show. And thank you for the gift of coming on again, because you were gracious enough when I first started the CEO Blindspot show to come on. And as you know, I was dealing with some sound and technical issues and, and you sure. were so gracious with it. You know, it, you've allowed me to question you over the years and uh, you've been phenomenal in how you've contributed to others. So thank you again for being on the show. And I'm going to turn it over to you so you can wrap it up for us. Uh, I just say uh, thank you for doing these bigger and trying to help. It's out of your love and, and commitment to others that you're doing these. And, and that's why I'm willing to do one occasionally with you just for the same reason. And uh, thank you for serving our Lord well and serving your clients well and trying to put them first. And thank you for doing that.